The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. Heinemann is a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. Hi, I'm Brett from Heinemann, and we're continuing our conversation about bullying hurts. Today, we're speaking with co-author Lester Laminak in part two of our conversation. While Bullying Awareness Month may be over, the need is certainly still with us. Lester Laminak says the term bullying is in danger of being overused, which could cause it to lose its effectiveness. He says there's a difference between a student who's being rude and a student who's being bullied. We started our conversation on the need to work towards kindness, not only in our classrooms, but in the world. Let's think about just working toward kindness in general. If we try a certain type of thing to do in the classroom versus a certain type of thing to do outside the home, if we make those differentiated, um, I think we're missing the point. Kindness is kindness. Mm -hmm. And I think we've reached a point in the country where we need to just be conscious um, of our actions and our words, the things we post on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, it appears to me that we've reached a place where a lot of people, adults and children, um, respond in a knee-jerk fashion to an issue or an idea in a very one-sided kind of um, way. And so I think the place that we need to start is just being mindful, mm -hmm. you know, being conscious of ourselves and, and how our actions and reactions either make the life of another person more stressful or less stressful. And I mean this for everything, not just in our teaching lives, but also in our daily lives, like our moment by moment existence, just being conscious and mindful of our own behaviors. So I don't think it's that difficult to be conscious, to just be present and aware of your own thoughts and your own feelings, your emotions. And when an issue comes up, Mr. Rogers told us you're entitled to feel any of the human emotions. That's part of being human. What we have to guard against is how we react to those emotions. It's fine to feel angry or indignant, but to behave, to speak without reflection is dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea of being kind and how we work toward being kind is to help children be conscious of what they're feeling in the moment, mm -hmm. to be conscious of the notion that what they say and how they act has an impact on the other people around them. It helps build the notion of who they are in the minds of the people they interact with. So it's building their identity. And I think just being conscious and then helping everyone work toward that. And that may seem trite, but I think it's true that if we just simply pause and ask ourselves, will this help another? Will it harm or hinder another? Is it necessary? Is it something I would want everyone else to do? Mm -hmm. um, then I think that's like the first and probably most important step. Throughout Bullying Hurts, you write about the importance of read aloud. Can you talk a little bit why there's such an important part of the process? 
years ago, Rudy Sims Bishop wrote about literature as having the power to be windows, mirrors, or doors. And read aloud as an opportunity for us to hold up examples of kindness and unkindness, conscious choice and unconscious action, so that we can see ourselves in situations that perhaps we don't see ourselves in in the moment. We may not actually be conscious that our actions are harming another person. We're simply reacting on a gut level in a visceral way, just out of impulse without being thoughtful about it. And using Read Aloud allows us to take a situation and look at the situation, not look at what Brett did. Mm-hmm. so that it's personalized and then Brett gets defensive. But an, an idea of looking at, let's look at this story. What was the situation here? What was the decision made? What behavior did that lead to? How did that impact the other characters in the story? Who became the target in this situation? Who were the bullies in this situation? The person who um, were just standing, the persons who were standing around and those bystanders are the people with power. And if we can help them be conscious of what's taking place, then I think, um, you know, we can, we can change that. And the read aloud is a place that allows us to look at all of those situations through all of those lenses by visiting that same story two or three times and looking at it in different places and then having conversations about how those actions um, could have been different with a different decision. And giving us a way to, you know, just a venue to stand on and have those conversations that perhaps we wouldn't have otherwise. Or if we waited and had those conversations in the midst of the action taking place inside our own classroom community, then it has become very personalized and we can't take the distance that we might need in order to be objective and reflective. Mm -hmm. Taking on the issue of bullying can be very daunting. How do we approach it? with effectiveness and not get overwhelmed by it. It is daunting. And let me say this as a sort of precursor to my response to that. I think the word bullying has become um, a real popular term Mm -hmm. to the point that we are overusing the word. And when we do, it'll lose its effectiveness. We need to go back and look at definitions of what bullying means so that if a child reaches over across the table and takes another child's pencil, he's being unkind. He's being impolite. He's being selfish. He's being rude. But he's not bullying. So if we throw that word around with too much ease, then we invite children and their parents to issue complaints, this child's being bullied. And then when a child is truly bullied, it's diminished because it's being compared with all of the other minor things that are taking place in a room. So to take on annoyances and unkindness, it's just classroom management. To take on bullying, you know, it's the, we need to be looking at some of the causes and the roots of where that behavior is coming from. And some of that is 
back to my response to your first question of, you know, how do we do that every day? And I think it's just being conscious and being aware. And the place we begin with that is by looking at the person in our mirror. I want us to stop and think about where children learn the notion that it is okay to treat someone else with disrespect Mm -hmm. and to do it over over time repeatedly in ways that may appear to be with malicious intent. So picture yourself in a car driving down the interstate and you're in a hurry because you've dropped one kid off at soccer practice. You've got another kid who needs to go to scouts and you need to get across town and pick up another kid that's in gymnastics. You see a sign up ahead of you. Lane ends, traffic merge, 1,500 feet. Do you A, speed up to see how many car lengths you can gain before squeezing in up ahead? Do you B, merge over immediately, knowing that that is the safer thing to do? Do you C, merge over as soon as you can safely, and then ride the bumper of the people in front of you to prevent people from behind you trying to pass and get in that lane? And then point out their unkindness and rudeness. Whatever you do in that car, whether you mean for it to be or not, is a demonstration to your children of what you believe you're entitled to. So when your child then goes to school and is pushing people out of the way in order to get to the water fountain first, or is trying to cut in line to get out to the playground and climb on the monkey bars, If there's a rule where there are only three people here and your kid pulls a kid off of them so he can be one of the three on the monkey bars and you're shocked because your child has this behavior, then you need to stop and look in the mirror and realize some of the things I do give my children the impression that they are entitled to be unkind and place themselves in front of others. And so I think in this case, one of the things we have to do is really carefully examine our own behavior, our own attitudes, our own sense of entitlement, and think through what we want our children to be doing in this world with other people, and then making sure that our words and our actions and our homes model it. And you know, we are in the midst of a very aggressive and ugly political season where children consistently see models on television of tearing people apart in order to advance oneself. Mm -hmm. And we've got to look at where the home has the opportunity to help children learn that civil behavior is something that is within your own control. Why aren't we working toward helping kids develop stability, a sense of manners, an understanding of how their actions and behaviors and words impact others. And so what I see right now is is a a more and more pieces being written in terms of professional development and programs on television, um, TED Talks, um, even the way Ellen DeGeneres signs off from her show, Be Kind to One Another. There seems to be a growing interest in promoting kindness. If we can make that a conscious effort, I think that would be good. Since we wrote the book, there are clearly some new pieces of um, 
literature available for children. And I'll sort of, I'll lift out three picture books and a few chapter books that I think offer us opportunities to explore what it means to be conscious of your actions, to be conscious of what you have. One would be a book by Jacqueline Woodson um, entitled Each Kindness, a picture book um, that demonstrates a little girl having a missed opportunity to be kind and then living with the reflection on that behavior and being conscious a little too late. The second one, um, a book that was available that I think perhaps we missed is How to Heal a Broken Wing by Bob Graham, a a large book, an oversized book um, with really great illustrations and very few words that demonstrates the kindness of a child toward a pigeon who has collided with a building and it's broken its wing and is doing so in a busy city where all of the adults scurrying about are not even looking down. Um, it's almost a visual metaphor for how busy we get sometimes to the point that we fail to notice the struggles that other people around us are having, and we miss the opportunities to be kind and helpful. And this child reminds us how to do that. Last off on Market Street, Matt De La Pena's new book, a picture book that shows a young boy spending his Sunday after church on the bus going to serve in a soup kitchen with a grandmother. And all along the route, we see a constant place where the little boy is noticing what he doesn't have. And the grandmother keeps reminding him of what he does have. And when we get to the soup kitchen, we get this opportunity to be of service to others who have even less than we do, even when we think we don't have what we need. Um, it's a beautiful illustration of that. And then four um, novels, chapter books. Um, Absolutely Almost by Linda Graff gives us an opportunity to look at a child with learning differences and the struggles he faces and the ways that classmates interact with him. Fish in a Tree by Linda Mullally Holt Hunt. Um, Fish in a Tree by Linda Mullally Hunt is a story that looks at a student who has significant learning differences and the impact a single teacher can make in terms of not only helping that child find a pathway into learning, but also find a pathway into um, understanding yourself better and seeing the kindness of that one person. The Seventh Wish by Kate Messner um, offers us an opportunity to explore some deep, troubling situations within a family, this particular one with an older sister who goes off to college and gets involved in drugs and the impact of how the dynamics of a family can shift and how the energies within that family can shift and the priorities 
for the younger sister, my gut shifted. But recognizing that sometimes um, we let go of things that might matter to us on one level in order to help someone in another place and learning to grow a little bit inside um, in order to make things better. Um, that book has met with some controversy because the topic involves drug abuse, but it is prevalent and it is something children face and it's not talked about and it impacts the way they feel um, about other people. And so it offers us a great deal of opportunity to have deep conversations. And the fourth book is called Wish by Barbara O'Connor, where a little girl is now living with an aunt and an uncle because her mother has some mental issues. The father is um, at the moment um, in prison and she is on her own and a young boy in that rural community in North Carolina where she feels there is nothing to do and no one to be around a young boy up the road demonstrates what kindness looks like, sort of an unconditional love, a non-judgmental kind of friendship, um, which changes her in many ways, that and the love of a dog. So those books are not about bullying, but they are texts that allow us to look at the power of being selfless and being kind and being thoughtful and being reflective which I think um, are essential to what we're trying to do with this book, Bullying Hurts. My thanks to Lester for his time today. You can learn more about Bullying Hurts or hear from Lester's co-author, Reba Wadsworth, in part one of our conversation on the Heinemann website at Heinemann.com. While there, you can also learn more about Lester and Reba's newest book, Writers Are Readers. We've posted on the Heinemann blog a series of special videos from the authors talking about writers or readers, as well as resources and essays on bullying. Thanks for listening to the Heinemann podcast. Please consider giving us a five-star rating in the iTunes store and writing a review there as well. Also, be sure to check out the Heinemann Teacher Tip app, a free download in either the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. We hope you've enjoyed this Heinemann podcast and be sure to subscribe for more. Thanks for listening.